sounds like there's two of me talking right now. Oh, do you have us both on both channels? Maybe. No, you don't. It would have been equal. No, it, you're probably hearing the echo of, of your voice on my mic. You can intro it, and then we'll just hop right back in, but... <clears throat> What's up, yo? Um, how long have I been gone? Bro, I don't know. Hold on, I'm gonna... I'm gonna as, as long as I'm me going. to get a dog I'm and going, it grow up bigger than the other one. I'm going to Spotify. The last episode was October 27th. So yeah, a whole, what, what is it right now? We're November a whole six weeks. November thirty fourth, two thousand twenty six. Is that what 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 date is it? Look, y'all. This is what happens. <laughs> um, life happens. Not, That's exactly no. Right. Um, there wasn't really any chaotic energy. I just uh, uh, very quickly found myself in a position where uh. I was just, I've, I'm still doing a lot. Like, uh, I mean, I've, I've said it on the pod that uh, I do worship ministry. So um, singing Sunday, three services, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. And uh, I love it. It's just uh, by the time that the week happens, along with working a nursing job, like my capacity is very low, along with trying to have a social life, along with trying to rest, along with trying to go to the gym. And get my money right and get my mind right. So I just haven't had a lot of capacity for uh, extra creative output. But I'm sitting here with John. <laughs> I, I just I just um, feel like having a very raw conversation with my brother. And uh, yeah, just a lot of things that we're kind of trying to filter through right now. And uh, get vision for the future and not quit dreaming regardless of how maybe difficult the past month has been. Right? Yeah. So, um, John and I, we're off today. We got uh, Inheritance Juicery Quick Plug at Tulsa. That's it. Bro, I've been out of the podcasting game. I felt a lot more smoother. You can keep talking like I'm here. I'm just going to let them inside. Okay, cool. John, where <laughs> That's are how John? raw it is. We're at John's house and his dogs are outside. Um, yeah, so... Uh, we got uh, Inheritance Juicery, and we were just kind of talking about stuff that's on our heart right now. And um, for those of, those of you that have been following the podcast, um, I uh, so I, I, wor- I work a nursing job. And uh, so I, I do that a couple times a week, um, kind of do some stuff for my church, uh, kind of do some social media stuff on the side. And it just feels like um, my stability is based on how active I'm able to be per month, you know? So not an, a full-time answer. It's not a bad answer. Like I'm, I'm doing things and I have the flexibility to like kind of move around and it just, it's easy to kind of switch moods and perspective on it very quickly. Cause like some days I appreciate how free I am and how involved I am with a lot of things. But then other days I just kind of want to breathe and know that I have something stable. So yeah. Uh, John and I have been in ministry for a long time, almost, I'd say for sure aware of what's happening for like 10 years, M- me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'd say about the same. And that, also before we move into that, it's so crazy because I feel like I'm on the opposite of yours where you have a stable. I have the stability at home. Like if you, if you, uh, I'm putting up quotation marks. Like for the secular job, 
if that makes sense, just like a corporate world type yeah, job. Yeah. But then I sometimes, or just every once in a while, I feel, man, this is this is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we talked a good about thing. it last time. It, it's, yeah. It's it, a good it, thing. Yeah. I'm I'm content and I'm happy and I'm enjoying it and I'm and I'm growing in a way that I didn't know I could grow. Yeah. But then yeah, every once in a while it's like, but I don't have the freedom for this. I don't have the freedom for that. Yeah. And I even shared uh well, I was, we were talking about inheritance and I uh, a point that I didn't bring up that uh pastor talked about on Sunday was you know, <clears throat> there's there's no badge for busy. Yeah. You, you shouldn't like walk around like, "Oh, look, I'm busy, I can't use it." But he was talking about how like, you know, yeah, there, there there's good and bad in that. But ultimately, sometimes the devil will keep you so busy that you don't have the availability to. That's true. And that like spoke to me, not because I wear a badge of busyness, because I really do hate how busy Mm -hmm. I am with work. But it is one of those things where it's like, I got to figure out how to navigate this. Mm -hmm. And as you know, one of my biggest things is like, okay, is my job even, is it a possibility to be at my job and balance yeah. Calling purpose slash being a dad, being a, a dad and a husband, and a, so so, and I don't say that to say it's not possible. It's just mm-hmm. that's like the question right now. The question right now is, ah, shoot, if I stay here, is it going to challenge me in a good way? Is there or is it too hard of a challenge? It's going to tear me down, yeah. and I need to figure out something that is more like okay, this is feasible, plausible. But um, as far as ministry goes. Yeah, I mean, I've been serving in ministry since I was like, since you could, since you can, like, like <laughs> the, a young team. Yeah, yeah. Since, since they're like, hey, you're twelve, you can, you can teach an eight year old in the children's ministry. Yeah. Um, like I've been doing it, but as far as like looking at ministry from like an actual leader standpoint, I would say that started yeah. mm, junior year high yeah. school. I'm I'm interject real quick. So yeah. if y'all listening up to this point, it's not that we're complaining about life. I no, nope, not at all. I think more than anything, if anyone's listening to this, I want somebody to like know that they're not by themselves. Amen. Because if I am 95% confident that there's someone else out there that's having the same conversations that we are. So John and I are just choosing to be transparent with where we're at. And um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Humble. No, no, absolutely (laughs) not. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We are not doing that. Um, no, we, we, yeah, we, uh, John, John and I, uh, have these kind of conversations a lot, a lot of times. And John's just one of those people I can bounce like ministry and like music questions off. And he like almost knows exactly what I'm talking about all the time. So, uh, yeah. So long story short, I just hope that this conversation makes someone feel loved and assures you that God has you. Yeah. And we don't know the answers. You're literally just going to hear us talk and maybe get to some solutions or some actions at the end of this. God, I hope so. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, so uh, the question I posed to John before we, we were, before we went live, I was like, hey, this may be weird, but um, like him and I are kind of struggling right now because we've both been in ministry in all capacities, right? We, we've done volunteer work. We've done contract work. We've done staff work. And um, John has an extra set of responsibilities in the way that he has a a wife and and, and two sons. Uh, But we're both about the same age and are kind of getting to the point where it's like, 
are we delusional to <laughs> want to do this? Like, like we're, we're 26, 27, 28, um, like get, getting up there. So we're contemplating like what, what, what is the cue to hang yeah. it up? What, yeah. like, what, what is the cue to hang it up? Or is it the devil fighting us? Are we getting close and that's why it feels harder? Or I'm, I'm, do I suck? Or what the frick is going on? I've been doing this my whole life, dude. And um, so um, I have some thoughts. John has some thoughts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I think the first one, I'll start us with something more lighthearted and then we, could, we can kind of grow from there. But mm-hmm. um, remember the episode I did with Jacob Salguero? Mm-hmm. He, he told me this thing that makes a lot of sense to me. So the thing of, of wanting to work in ministry and stuff, like our area is very like saturated with people that can do what we do. Mm-hmm. So like just the amount of opportunity is like, like if there's a job, there's immediately 10 qualified people that are applying for it. But if you and I were to move to Florida or like New York or California, like the the sides of the of the nation that are like less church culturey, mm-hmm. we'd be in there immediately, right. immediately. Just because there's not like that much of a culture of people that want to do what we do. And Tulsa's very much like how many big churches do we have? How many? Too, too like, many. There's there's a lot of people that do what we do. So <clears throat> a part of it to me is maybe we're just like, and I'm not discounting. Like God has called us. Yeah. Like we we have the understanding. And the perspective that we do have on purpose. But maybe there's just not enough seats on the bus. But you you can go. Mm. Wait, you want me to go? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um no, just be just be for real. No, I know. Just be for real. We can edit it later. I know. <laughs> and <I'm, laughs> um yeah. I love. I think um to to Jacob's quote, I don't think it's a matter of wrong place, wrong time. I think it's a matter of, and I know this is going to sound so churchy, but I think it is a matter of God's timing and God's placement. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it has everything to do with all right, let's let's back up to what we were looking at before we started here, right? Mm-hmm. The different collaborations and different artists and different creatives. People don't know about some of the people that you follow or I follow or whatever, and we think they are the most creative, most elaborate, most mm-hmm. excellent in their craft. And they're they're doing in a sense like the secular version of what a lot of people do at church. It's just like they're just waiting to blow up. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting for that one person to see that one thing and then boom, they're in. And um, to give an example of like somebody who I look at as that would be our boy Davey. Mm-hmm. Um, Newton. Yeah. We love you, dude. Love you, Davey. Um, where for me, I'm like, who is this kid? He is incredible. Crazy. Cr- I mean, crazy, crazy. And he probably, <clears throat> excuse me, pitched some of the videos or created some of the videos similar to how he creates videos now at his last church or just, you know, sent it off to some other church. Like, Hey, if you're ever interested, I could do content for you. And they looked at it and they were like, what is that? And I think it has something to do with God's timing, God's placement, but then also like how we've talked about a million times, consistency in like, Hey, this is what I have to offer. And I'm always going to have this to offer. Mm -hmm. 
whether you take it or leave it. And that when, as a creative and as a person of faith, when those two things collide, it creates so much tension. And I think that's how people end up where we are right now. We're like, it's not that we think, oh, ministry has to be done a certain way Mm -hmm. and you need to pick me to be on your team to make it happen that way. Mm -hmm. It's just, hey, this is where my burden is at and where I see things. This is where I operate in my style and all that kind of stuff. And when you go to different places, you might get caught up by somebody and like, oh, that's what we've been looking for yeah. for this season or this next, you know, whatever. That's the direction we're going. Because there's also, in some ways, you look at some church creatives and like, um, mm-hmm. what do you call that? Uh, when you're executive pastors mm-hmm. who think this stuff is so dope and you're like, that's so whack. Like, what is that? Like, who, you know what I mean? And yeah. But that's that's what they want. Like, that's what they're, they're looking for. And so <clears throat> I think also just like in the artistic, creative side of things like that's something you have to learn to not think that someone's judging your personal worth based off of what you put your hands on yeah. um but it's so easy to feel that way because that's how we feel we're like you just said like whether whether you meant it or not do we just suck are we delusional why is it that the thing that we love doesn't love us back yeah and i don't think it's necessarily that like you know we're trash yeah. i think it's just like we just need to stay consistent, and it's hard. Yeah, that's that's the conclusion I've I've come to. I, I like it was last Monday, bro. I had a I had a real. I, I forgot how I got triggered with something. I had a real talk with the Lord, and I was like, uh, like I'm grateful for the gift. I'm grateful to care about music. I'm grateful to understand. I'm just I was getting mad because I was like, Lord, like I don't know what you want me to do. Mm. If 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 I give up on this thing, it's gonna hurt, and if I continue pursuing it it still hurts so i don't know what you want me to do mm. and i'm i'm getting to the place where like not not that i feel entitled i don't feel like i deserve to be anywhere but i just i know i'm aware of what i've been through to be here yeah i i i, I know the the growing up in the pentecostal church and being the kid asleep under the bleachers and um moving away from my mom and dad and everything i've ever known and doing this internship and working for free and working at somewhere where males are under the radar, kind of escaping death there with my medical stuff. Like I've, I've been through a lot mm-hmm. and I understand a lot. And God has blessed me with a, a dope community like you and Dallas and Andrew, Brendan, Umbi, Brian. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 I'm just aware of what I can bring to the table. And kind of like you said, like, because of my awareness, I, I know what I could help. Yeah. And, and and I think sometimes the enemy tries to lie to me, like 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 someone sees my value, and still says like, well, he's he's fine where he's at. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and so what I'm opting to do, not that I'm going to give up on my on my local church, I'm going to still serve. I'm still going to be present. I'm still going to love my people. But what I'm choosing to do is, at the end of the day, God's not gonna not gonna ask me what I did with waiting around for a right opportunity. What did you do with with your capacity? I I still have connections to all these people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I doesn't mean I can I I can record something. Mm-hmm. I could put myself on for lack of a better term. Like I I'm just very aware of the time of that I have on earth. Mm-hmm. Very aware of like the the time and season that I'm at where like I'm I'm 27. I, I want to be married and have kids. I'm not there yet. So like I'm going to take the the chance that I have that my money is mine, my time is mine. I just like if I leave tomorrow, like what, what did I do with what I knew or mm. what, what I know that I can do? 
So that that that's the burden. Not that there's like a time clock on me, but I, I I'm kind of aware that of of, right. of the time and yep. now that you know that it's been a year, bro. I've been yeah like cancer free and stuff, and now I'm just like, well, what am I gonna do with it? Like God yeah. didn't just heal me from that for no reason, mm-hmm. you know. So sorry for that tension. No, no, that's that's yeah. really good. I I had this thought today, um, and. It's a it's a word on selfishness. Yeah. Um, it's a word on pro selfishness. And I was thinking about how like you cannot fully step into any 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 different aspect of your life. You can't step into it unless you have a certain amount of selfishness. So I'm gonna talk about me just for a second. Yeah. If I do not take care of myself spiritually. I can't be the husband that God promised my wife. That's real. If I don't take care of myself spiritually, I can't be the father that God promised my kids. If I don't take care of myself, <clears throat> and that goes beyond spiritually too. If I don't care my, take care of myself physically, physically, yeah, you know, my wife won't be yeah. satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if I don't do those things, if I don't, if I don't have an appropriate amount of being selfish. In no way will I be used to the capacity that God's called me to be used to. So in the same way, I'm sitting around in this time frame. God, what are you going to do with me? God, what's going on? Da, 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 da. I have been inactive and unusable to my church for a month and a half now. Yep. Because I've been sitting around complaining and arguing. And I, no, for real. And I really thought about it today. It, it, yeah. And I, I really thought about today, like. Dang, like if I really feel like God's called me into something, I need to take care of my freaking self so that I'm effective at my church. Yeah. You were sick, your kids are sick. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, but even still, like even through the sickness, I yeah. sat there and instead of instead of <clears throat> using the time laying on the couch to be listening to the scripture or a message or a pod or whatever it is, I just sat there complaining, wow, I guess I'll never I guess I'll never be used at church again. I guess yeah. God's just going to keep picking these other people because I can't be in the front row. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, that's real. If, if you don't prioritize yourself, your, your fruit and ministry is going to look how you take care of yourself. Like, you know what I mean? And so like, I was just thinking about it today and I was like thinking of all the creatives that like prompt me to take care of myself. People like Davey, people like Trevor, people like Ron, people like Graylin who like, are consistent and I, you know, you can only see as much as people will show you. Yeah. And like, I'm tight with these guys. Um, but I just think about it and I'm like, bro, they have to be taking care of themselves. Mm. They have to be. And, and if they're not, I pray that God continues to speak to them to take care of themselves spiritually and to stay planted and all that kind of stuff. Cause kind of like how I was talking with you today, even when you switch stuff around, even when you change, actually, maybe it won't look like this. Maybe it'll look like this, but you can still feel like that's a, that's a thought out, prayered, planned execution because it's you. Mm-hmm. Giving up always, always sounds like giving up. Yeah. Giving up always sounds like, oh, so you you were sick for a couple of weeks. Um, leadership changed at work. Um, you didn't get picked to serve at the worship event. Mm-hmm. Um, but at a, okay, you've allowed those four things to tell you You're not I'm good. useless. Yeah. Besides being like, all right, I didn't get picked for that. Maybe I need to go deeper in my relationship with Christ and go deeper in my craft. And maybe next time they'll see, mm-hmm. oh man, this guy is actually like trying, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that like, that's the motivation 
But it, that's how I felt convicted. Yeah. I felt convicted. Dang it. I spent the last month and a half whining. Yeah. How many times in that month did I whine versus how many uh, times in that month did I open my Bible and pray and about lock it? In, yeah. Nah. And, th- and that's on me. Yeah. And, and that's where I think a lot of times the, the creative that feels unseen and un- all that stuff, it's like, okay, well, what are you doing mm-hmm. in that? You know, because like you said, how are you stewarding it? How are you taking those thoughts captive? Yeah. Are you taking them captive? Yeah. So I don't know. For me, that was a like literally this morning. I was I, when I went to the gym, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad that you said, you know, hey, I'm going to lunch with this guy. What are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. And you're like, go, pro, go to the gym. I went to the gym. I started running, and I was like, dang, yeah. when's the last time I took care of myself? Yeah, dude, wait, wait, you about to lock in, bro? You about to get <laughs> we about to get shredded? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, JV Fit. <laughs> that was a lot of fucking. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, no, I was uh, like one of the taglines I've I've made for this podcast is that like <laughs> visionaries live in in the tension of what is and what could be. So mm-hmm. I I for sure I'm not the only creative, and I'm pretty sure you share the sentiment that we get so caught up on what's possible, we get so caught up on like what it when this gets there, mm-hmm. or if I tweak this, or like that I forget to be present. And uh, not, not that it's, it's bad to dream and all that, but at the end of the day, John, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what, what can we control really? All I can control is like taking care of my money, taking care of my health, taking care of my mind, like my relationship yeah. with Christ and what's in my hands. That's really the only thing I can control. Bro. So that's, so that yeah. was literally the scripture that came to my mind. Well, uh-huh. that's not the, you know, yeah. the scripture that came to my mind that thought, that started that thought process was, you know, Paul, some plant, some water, but God brings the increase. Mm-hmm. And the realization that we will never bring the increase. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Means that you never should focus you're on never the never striving on that, yeah. You're never, like, you should be focusing on the planting and the watering. And what that means is, okay, where are you at right here, right now? Mm-hmm. And I think about, like, I think a lot of people are, um, and this this is a step um, in a different direction, not just creatives. I think this is just a Christianity topic, you know, conversation. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of people are like, you know, hey, will you pray for the meal? Will you pray for so-and-so? Yeah. Um We've been in ministry a long time. When you were like a high schooler and the pastor was like, hey, we're going to pray for this person. Can you put your hand, lay your hand? And you're like, what? Like, I've never done this before. Yeah. Yeah, And what, yeah. What difference do I make? It's like one of those things where it's like, well, I don't know what I'm to say. What do I say? What do I, what did I, and God is constantly reminding you, say what you need to say right now. Say what you need to do, what you need to do right Right now. now. Because no matter what happens, I'm bringing the increase. And you you don't know your words could be the the seed your words can be the the, the water yes yeah. it wasn't Ex- even you exactly I was listening to a podcast the other day <clears throat> I need to go to the bathroom super quick oh though. you're good um, do you want me to pause this yeah sure <laughs> yeah so what about the podcast yeah so I was listening to this podcast the other day and it was um, they were talking to Gateways worship staff. And they're talking about like, oh, how do you balance like making music for your congregation or for you or for the world? Like, where's the focus? Mm -hmm. And she was basically saying that like, 
Well, the thing is, like, we focus on our congregation because that's what God's given. That's what God's given us, and from there, it's like we were just talking about. God brings increase. Like we're focusing on here, but then she says, like, she said at the end of the sentence, something along the lines of like, because you don't know what seed has already been planted. Like you don't know what's going on, especially when you have a, a congregation the size of Gateway. Like, you don't know what, like, one word or line of a song will birth in somebody else. Yeah. I, I don't remember. might have been Ron Ron that posted. No, it was Jacob. It was Jacob that posted it. The, the carousel of, like, hey, I was the kid in your class who was texting the whole time. I was the kid who, like, yeah. just came for the snacks or yeah. came for the shorties or something. Like, like that, that kind of <clears throat> perspective and look at how you do ministry mm-hmm. is, like, every single word that you say— can stick with somebody and you have no clue what births out of that. Yeah. Like I am the worst at remembering like messages. Like, you know, people some like, oh, you know, this is one time they took hard of that. I couldn't do that. But the ones I do remember are the most random, outlandish. They're like, what? That and I'm like, yeah, bro, that's that was a point that stuck with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. And 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 the other person's like, oh, I was just I just said what God, and I'm like, yeah, thank you for doing it. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for saying that. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Cause and, and yeah. I, I'm 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 learning the rest with like, bro, I'm, I have God designed me with such a capacity to dream that I have to remind myself it's not just because my mind thinks of it doesn't mean that it's on me. Mm-hmm. Like like God has a beautiful plan designed for all of us. And like think think about how long are we really here? How long are, like it's not that long, man. So like if all if my whole if our whole thing is to be on that one set five years from now, so that this person in the next generation like reaches what God's then we did what we needed to do, then we're good. I have a I have a very um it might be it might be kind of depressing. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, like talk it, about it. It might be kind of sad, you know. We'll perk it up later. Boo-hoo. Yeah. Um sob story, tomato, tomato. Um when when you complete your race, yeah. okay. <laughs> when, when you complete your race, that is when you have done everything that you could have done on earth, right? Obviously, that's that's a blanket statement, mm-hmm. like whatever. But I personally, I personally believe you've also accomplished everything that God wanted to accomplish in you. Like when God pulls you off this earth and you get to heaven and you, you know, you're a person of, whether you struggled with stuff your entire life or whatever, and you get to heaven and God's like, Hey, well done, good and faithful servant. You won't be thinking of all the stuff you didn't do. You know what I mean? You're just going to be like, Oh, that was it. Good. Cause <laughs> whoa, I, I, thought, I thought I missed it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're going to get there. And, and that's, you know, cause that, you know, in scripture, that's what you hear. It's well done, good and faithful servant. You ran the race, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the human nature is to say, well, I could have ran my race at a better time. Or, man, I, I wish I didn't stop and take breaks here. Like, da, da, da. But the spirit won't do that. Like, yeah. you know, you think of every single thing you've ever heard about encounters with heaven. And what the Bible says, you know, it's like we're just going to be caught up in the glory of God. And so I say it's kind of sad and kind of depressing, but like I look at my mom's life a lot and I think about how like when she went home to be with heaven, she's not thinking in heaven, oh man, I wish I could have been down there for that. Like my grandma will call me all the time and be like, oh, you know, I was thinking your mom would have been so proud of this or your mom would have, and I'm like, she, she is proud. Like, you, like it's, you know, 
She, mm. That's not what she's, it's, yeah. it's not a comparison game when you're standing before God. Like, like she's living her best life right now. And as, yeah, you know, you miss people, you know, like mm. I'm not saying I don't miss my mom or anything, but like I think about it and I'm like, look, she did what she was called on earth to do. Mm. And the crazy part is, and the reason why I say it's kind of sad or depressing is because my mom lived her entire life just raising kids. Like when she went, my youngest brother was seven, maybe eight. So she, like my dad and and my stepmom, like vacation all the time. And the kids are old enough that like they can watch each other. So they go on date nights and they, you know, all this stuff. And so some people, not naming people, some people in my family are like, well, that's kind of messed up. Erica didn't get to do all that stuff. And I'm like, but this is what she was on earth to do. She was on earth to raise these Six kids. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember how many siblings I have. And so, and so you, some people can look at it as sad. It's like, oh, she never lived her best life. It's like, no, that was her best life. How can you say anything different? Like, mm-hmm. you, if, if God had other plans, it would have come out a different way. Yeah. And I know that maybe no. that sounds like predestination and all that no, kind no, no, of no. stuff. But, like, it is something to think about. So even when you just said um, – the reason why this popped up in my head is because yeah. you said, oh, what if the only thing that we had to do on this earth was that one set from five years from now? May I pose the question, what if the only thing we had to do was this podcast? I'm not I'm not saying that, but I'm saying yeah. that's, that's the type of, like, that's, bro, we yeah. don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So it, it it's one of those things where like again going back to you can't focus on the the uh the increase. Mm. It's the planting, it's the watering, it's the pruning, it's the maintaining. It's hey, yeah. it's what's right in um, front of me, you so know. So actually what well, this lunch that I was at, um he sent me this our boy Josiah, Josiah if you're listening, I love you dude. Um give me a lot of wisdom. But he said um he sent me this Psalm 37. It says be still in the presence of the Lord, and wait patiently for him to act. Fret not yourself, it leads only to evil. But those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the land. And uh, it's simple, but I needed it because, I don't know, bro. I try to logic my way through a lot of things. I try to be like, well, if it looks this way, like, I'm, I'm really only limiting myself to what, how far my mind can take me. Mm. But I need to, I need to relax, dude. God's got me. Like, he has my wife, he has my kids, he has my money, he has, like, like all I have is this breath right now. That's right. So, yeah, man, um, this this has kind of been, I was telling you, this has been therapy for me just because I think I live with all these thoughts. I just really never get them out. I, yeah. Yeah, dude. No, it's, it's real. I thought about um, how... You are in where you're at right now, career-wise and uh, love life-wise or whatever. Like, And then I'm where I'm at. And it's crazy because we still have things that we're like... In common. Or- yeah. Well, not just in common, but like we still share this idea of like, no, no, there's got to be more. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, because... Yeah. You know, because I, I tell people all the time, I can't imagine being 28 and single in ministry world or creative world or Christian world, I could, I could not imagine it. Mm-hmm. Like with, you know, where we, where we both served at mm-hmm. and all the downfall that happened over there. And it's like, bro, I, I don't know if I could have handled it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, don't I, know, that I, I know, I know they better. fell that way, but shoot, if I didn't, if I wasn't married, if I wasn't locked down, if I didn't have two kids that I had to take care of, 
I don't know. I don't know that I would have done any better. Right, exactly. And yeah. so, like, where you're at is is where you're at. Like, as, as you know, dumb as that may sound, it's like, but you have to hold on to that. You have to stay consistent. You have to stay faithful. It's all those things that are, like, basic Christianity. Mm-hmm. And, and I learned after being a worship leader for however long I was a worship leader for to now not being that, that everything I sang in those songs, I, dude, mm-hmm. it— uh, how how do I do that? Yeah. Like, take me deeper. We went deeper. I hated it. Purify me. You purify me. I hated it. You know, Lord, take everything. All I need is you. Okay, maybe give me, all right, I need a little bit extra. Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, but, but when you're in it, you're just in it, and it, everything's, you know. And then when you're out of it, all the, the little bits of bitterness and, and anger and jealousy and all that, like, it just floods you because you know what both are like now yeah it's rough (laughs) that's that's the answer it's rough (laughs) this is my philosophy now this is what i'm gonna do okay i'm gonna chill i'm gonna i i can't help dreaming i can't help being ambitious yep but uh, like even like at church, like if I don't get on that set or if I don't get the if the luck if I don't get scheduled with my friends, like I can't control that. So I'm gonna choose joy. I'm mm. gonna choose to be present. And I'm gonna be okay. And then, bro, like um, transparently, um, uh, we were talking about this earlier, but um, this this next year, 2024, is gonna determine a lot for me. Not not that everything's on the table. But I, I live, I've lived in Tulsa now four years. At the end of next year, it would have been five years. And I'm going to be 27 going on 28 this time next year. And if, if things don't pan out to where my money and my career is the same exact space it is, I'm going to have to move. Like, it is what it is. I have to go back home or go to Houston. I know what or, you mean. I know what you mean. So if I think about, if I think about, Oh shoot, everything's on the line right now. Like all the sacrifice my mom and dad have made, all the sacrifice I've made, all the relationships I've made. Like if I if I try to think of it as like it's all on the line and I have one year to prove it, that's scary. Yeah. That's very scary. Um, but all I, I I'm not I'm not gonna think of it as like this big old project of um that I have to conquer. I'm gonna say like God, you you have the best plan for me. So if Tulsa was for me to learn and me to to learn how to do it very excellently and then go back to the valley and be a pioneer and change the culture there, it's not what I want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have some struggles there. And about pros and cons, get to be close to the parents, all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm, all I'm going to do is like, re, like take every day as it comes still. Um, okay, official vision room announcement. John's going to come on as a co-host for vision room so he's gonna help carry the burden of this and uh got that recording in february and just keep stewarding what i have right now and uh we'll see and run it to the wheels fall we off. will see bro um so um now that i said that um i'm what i'm thinking vision room up to this point has been me highlighting people's stories and maybe getting listens based off the following of the person that i'm able to get on but I think what feels healthy for me and what feels like the next evolution of, of the podcast is uh, just 
chopping it up with my brother John. Not that we won't bring people on. Yeah. But um, uh, maybe just tackle topics that are like very relevant to what we're dealing with. Very much still creative, still musical, fitness, fashion kind of stuff that we're all interested in. But um, I'd rather this just be like a therapy session and a love note to people that are kind of on the same bus as us. So, um, yeah, man. And I, and I think there's a lot. And I know, I know we're going to end up talking about this. But I think there are way more people, whether it's um, who have just suffered from church hurt and, and being sidelined and being whatever, um, you know, that, that need to know. I think, I think that's the next, <laughs> I'm going to make a bold statement. I think that's the next, um, I think, I think that's who the next church is for. Yeah. I think, I don't think that the gospel has reached the ends of the earth yet, but I think just like how, you know, Jesus revolution was like for the hippies. And then the next thing was like, um, churches for, Oh no, no, it's cool to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, the Hillsong generation. I think the next church for Gen Z is, hey, I know that you have an idea of who Jesus is, and I know that you've seen your older siblings or your parents get burnt out from church, and that's why you never want to go back. Mm-hmm. But I think the next church is showing people, no, 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 it's it's not like that. Yeah, And I think it's going to look totally different, and I I want it to look like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's who it is, you know, blah, blah, blah. but we're not, we're not going to reach— LGBT people by doing church the same way we've been doing for the past, what, 50 years. Mm -hmm. The Hillsong method is, is, is great. It did its thing, but I think, I think it's conversations like this. I think it's podcasts and, and, and YouTube and stuff that's reaching Gen Z and Gen A. And I think that that, that church building is going to have to shift to, to bring people into the house of God. No, for real. Cause I mean, we're, I think Gen Z, at least with my experience, is more concerned with uh, authenticity. Yeah. Like, they they want to hear this stuff. And they don't want no sugarcoat, like, kind of, like, I think, uh, at they least. They don't want a show. They don't want, they don't they want anything. They could smell it. it. They could, they could see it through. They can care less about yeah. it. Yeah. So, right now, I'm, with the students I'm leading, I'm learning a lot, dude. Yeah. I'm learning a lot. Because I, like me, I'm hype enough just if a song is good. Yeah. And so. They're like, well, like that, like that's not enough for them. It's, yeah. it's, it's like the, the times I've resonated the most with those kids is like when I've been able to tell them my story and stuff that God's walked me through and yeah. my thought process on certain things. And that's that's what's gained me the most equity, not me being able to sing good or anything yeah. like that. So I think there's still some organizations that kind of like yeah. um, rank people, not not that not as bad as it sounds, but like yeah. if they could sing good, then this right, yeah. right? But Gen Z is more like this, you know. Yeah. Well, I think too. I think too. The reason why the the new church is going to really ruffle feathers and freak older people out yeah. is because it's going to be messy. Because yeah. when you want to get authentic with people, that I think that's why pastors are blowing up. Who are saying, and I mean in a good way, not in a bad way. I think that's why pastors are getting a lot of attention who come out and say, no, 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 like, you know, uh, uh, lust, homosexuality, stuff like that is a daily battle. And older people, older generations are like, no, 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 you're a pastor. It's black and white. You're supposed to, you are supposed to never struggle with that. Mm -hmm. And a pastor saying, hey, like, I struggle with that to a kid gets their attention 
not because it's validating and not because, oh, you know, like, yeah, you know, he struggles with that too. It's just because it's like, hey, he's being legit. Like, like he's telling the truth. Because every other pastor paints this picture that they got it all under control mm. because that was the method set up. That's the culture that was set up. Yeah, so that's why when someone messes up, it's like this big old thing. It's a because big like, old thing. You're imploding this whole image that you've built. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even think of it like I, like no pastor has ever been, which is weird. Like this is weird. No pastor has ever been, that I know of, been kicked out of a pulpit because they disciplined their kids too hard. I've never heard of that, but that is something that I feel like is just as like, whoa, wait, you, you, you yeah. scream at your kids, you rage at your kids, you yell, yeah. you, I mean, I know kids who grew up in households where like dads who are great Christian men, like you would never think like would get mad and like throw stuff at like the wall and, That's you crazy. know, yeah. And so like you think of that and people don't really often get kicked out of the pulpit for that kind of stuff. It's only until something sexual happens. It's only till something um, like you know, financially immoral, financially so. immoral, sexual, or or even like vulgar, like from yeah. the pulpit. You know, they dropped yeah. a, a f bomb or something like yeah. that. And it's like, oh nope, you're out of there. And I'm like, bro, like, I I will tell you boldly, like on this on this podcast, like I get mad at my kids sometimes, yeah. like mad mad, and I immediately am like, oh my, why did I do that? Like, yeah. you know, and um, so I'm just saying, and I'm like, I know there's got to be worse yeah. out there <laughs> like i yeah, know dude. there's gotta be worse out there and as I, as we're talking i, I kind of i just have a big heart for for the generation right now man like like I, as we're talking about like hillsong model and all this stuff like i i just literally imagine myself sitting in the church congregation seeing all these people like we're all just children of god just trying to do our best mm -hmm. You know, and so some people, like some people in there are desperate, seeking for some kind of answer. There's people in there that things are beautiful. Yeah. Everything's going the way that they want it. And I, I, I just more than anything want like a genuine experience. I'm kind of yeah. running out of gas on this political game and this, yeah. like how much money can we raise or how much, the, like I just genuinely want everyone to feel the love of God everyone to fulfill the purpose that God has for them and, and like love each other. Like if we're, mm -hmm. if we're on this planet together, brothers and sisters, like I, I, I love my little sister. Like I, yeah. I'll, I'll do everything I can to get her there. So like the same way that you're my brother, I'll do everything I can to right. get you there. So um, there's just a, a vision that's bigger than all of us. And I'm kind of <clears> tired of trying to fulfill agendas that other people have, you know? Yeah. I think too, your burden for Gen Z and Gen A, and I think it's very, very important that we talk about Gen A. Because Gen Z is literally like in us. their 20s right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're, yeah, they're like, you know, I think Ron is Gen Z. I think I'm Gen Z to some people. Mm -hmm. So, like, Gen Z and Gen A, when they when they look at stuff and they're like, oh, I don't want to go. We had this conversation earlier. I don't want to go to church because X, Y, and Z. Us younger millennials and then older millennials look at them and they have a heart for that ministry because they're like, you're right. Mm -hmm. You're right. We did that. You're absolutely right. Every yeah. single celebrity pastor you're out there right now. We we promoted that, every single one of them. Mm -hmm. We could sit here and hate on them and 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 talk about oh they can't believe it, but we did it. We bought their merch. We went to their conferences. We copied them at our local church. Mm -hmm. So, but now we look at it and we not, not to discount anything they did. Like not they, to, they, yeah, they oh, cool. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's it, it served its recognizing time. change. It's yeah. recognize and it's saying it's saying man, you know this this model has to change to reach you 
because I know the flaws that you're also talking about. It's not as bad as you think it is, Jenna mm-hmm. and Jay-Z, but I know the flaws you're talking about, and I want to... It's the burden. It's the yeah. burden we talk about. Like, whatever. I have yeah. five minutes. Oh, shoot. No, you're good. Wait, you see it at 5.30? 2.30? Well, I have to be there at 2.30. Oh. That, that passed so fast, bro. I know. But anyway... I, uh, but I, uh, anyways... Yeah. John and I will be running Vision Room season four whenever, if ever it drops. We just got to drop stuff. Yeah. So I, I think I'll put this one out. And then I have a bonus one with my friend Lindsay that I, that I, uh, bonus that I recorded that, uh, you're going to get a lot of ad libs with me on here. You're, um, <laughs> Migo. Yeah. Maybe, Migo. maybe, maybe next episode we kind of round you out as a character. <laughs> I get a character? Yeah. Make, make a little plush a toy? Little Kerwin Frost McDonald's toy? You want to add it to the other? I forgot on the. Oh, you're good. Um, yeah, I have. It's I have not an official video. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole season four is just a split. Um, I have an episode I filmed with Lindsay um, over Zoom that I'm trying to edit right now. So that one is more typical vision room structure. Um, so maybe drop this one. Do that one. Hiatus. Uh, well, well, you and I can year review. Yeah. <laughs> with uh, with get Nate Dog in here for one last vid, and then yeah, and then uh, we just uh, we'll start recording when we can and see see where the Lord takes it, man. I'm totally about it. Hey, I love y'all. Uh, thanks for, for tuning in and riding. Um, we're gonna keep podcasting until we can. Maybe a few going MIA here and there, but this is pretty easy, right? Super no easy. video. Um, so hopefully this blesses your car ride. Uh, helps you feel encouraged that we're trying to push the pin forward as a generation, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, vision room. We out. Don't see it now, but I learned to trust. You could do a lot.